God knows how difficult life can be. And God works within us. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Listeners, let these words sink slowly into your understanding. Able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. What an amazing description of God's ability to work within us. Yet so often, our focus is mainly on what we want him to do around us. Oh, if he would change this situation or fix that problem, then my life would be better. But he invites us to think and ask bigger and he wants to change us. The Holy Spirit has more than enough power to transform lives from the inside out. But working change within is usually a slow process. Spiritual fruit takes time to grow and mature, and that's why we need patience and faith to believe that he is working even when we don't see the results right away. God is never in a hurry, and he will never give up on us. The Lord has a purpose for your life. He's constantly working to achieve it. And although he has an individualized plan for each one of his children, he also has an overarching goal to conform every believer to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. In order to accomplish this, he may have to bring us through some struggles and some heartaches. And it might make no sense to us, but God always knows exactly what he's doing. What would you like to see the Lord do within you? As you read scriptures, you want to look for the qualities that God considers precious and ask him to work them out in your life. Then rely on his wonderful promise to do even more than you have asked or imagined. Remember, God knows how difficult life can be. And good morning. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast where we come together to pray to the Lord. I want to dedicate today's podcast to Paula and my mother, to Carlos and his mother. We are all a work in progress and we all need Jesus. Please pray with me in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday and let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I'm well aware 
that I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. And we all know the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And as I open up my Bible at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, every one. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created, and the lives of those I love. There's nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. I am so glad that you came to join me to pray today. Stay right there. We'll be right back. We are just getting started. Stay right there. The opening passage that I read came from Dr. Charles Stanley, so I hope that you guys can see why I love him so much. And now, uh, reading from my Bible, which is the Charles F. Stanley Bible's principle, just happens to be an awesome Bible. Of course, this is all the Word of God. But today, I want to talk about God's empowering presence. Listeners, when did you last feel the presence of God in your life? And I don't mean merely intellectual recognition that he is with you, for he is everywhere. Rather, when did you last recognize in your heart that the Lord is personally and intimately abiding in you. Well, if you're like many believers, 
It may have been a while since you really felt his presence. And too many people go about their lives without a genuine sense of God's closeness. What a tragedy. Repeatedly in the scripture, we see that whenever God calls someone into his service, he reminds the person of his enduring presence. And we see this in the story of Moses, in the story of Joshua, in the story of Gideon, and the story of Jeremiah, and that's just to name a few. These men discovered as we can that the awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work. So I implore you listeners to read Exodus chapter 3, chapter 11, chapter 12. Read Joshua chapter 1. Read Judges chapter 6. And read Jeremiah chapter 1. Why does God repeatedly assure his followers of his presence? Well, he does so because we need to be reminded of the reason for our confidence. Each time God calls a servant into action, he essentially is saying, you can be strong and courageous because I am with you. Victory is not about your abilities, your strength, your skill, your armor, your gifts, or your dedication. It has to do with God's presence. And he says, you can be strong because I will be strong in you. When Jeremiah trembled at the thought of the difficult ministry that was ahead of him, the Lord strengthened him with these words. They will fight against you but they shall not prevail against you. God knows how difficult life can be and he knows every detail of each struggle you will ever face. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you can trust that your heavenly father will keep his word. He's with you right now. And he always will be. And as he promises in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So listeners, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. There's nothing that man can do for you. The awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work. Amen. Remember, when he calls you into his presence, 
that is the reminder that God is with you. Be right back, right after this break. I'm trying so hard to retire my prayers from the wilderness, written by Marcus Avis, but, um, or Avis Marcus, sorry. But anyway, I just keep getting led that way. So please join me in praying. Gaze up to heaven. Clasp your hands together and pray with me. Father, I thank you for your breath of life that awakened me this morning. Yes, I set the alarm, but I know it's merely noise. You are the one who provides me with a pulse for another day. I pray your miraculous power will even now change the atmosphere in my home and in me. Before my feet begin to move in various directions, Please order my step, my footsteps. Fasten them to the invisible steps that you place before me. And if I should stumble, please immediately catch me so I do not fall. Help me to surrender my time to you. Prevent me from getting frustrated when unplanned and unwanted situations invade my mind and attempt to kidnap my peace. No way. Father, please remind me that my life is in your hands. Teach me to pray my way through this day. Remind me to anticipate and expect to see you in every moment of my day. You are the solution to all my problems. You are my light in darkness. You are my strength in weakness. I give you praise. I give you honor and glory. And I thank you, Lord, for a brand new day. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen. And commanding your morning. Isaiah chapter 30. Now go, write it on a tablet before them and inscribe it on a scroll that they may serve in in the time to come as a witness forever. If God promised it, you can expect it to come to pass. But the how is up to God and only can be discovered if you ask. When you come to him with such prayers, don't let your mind wander or wonder. Keep in the forefront of your focus the things that God has embedded and inscribed in your heart. Whatever you have heard from God or read in his word that touched your spirit and ignited your soul, will that word spoken to you shall not return to God without producing results. God made great and precious promises and they shall come to pass. Amen. 
pray with me. Father, I stand in faith today, believing that the prophetic words you have spoken to me will come to pass in their correct season. I know your words will not return to you void. They will accomplish that which they have been sent. I call forth every promise that I let die because of doubt and unbelief. In the name of Jesus, I command you to live. I decree and declare that every word shall come to pass and produce a great harvest for your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And I was just reminded that today is Mark's birthday. Happy birthday, Mark. And he's such a good father to two young, wonderful boys. And they happen to be the grandsons of a good friend of mine. Mark, on the day you were born, the stars sparkled and the galaxies danced. The sun beamed and called out your name. Sounds of rejoicing echoed throughout the land and the universe broke into song. Each year, your life gifts the universe with more loveliness and wisdom, more gratitude and friendship, and celebration abounds because of you. Amen. And God's promises for your life. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 19 The Lord God is my strength he will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on high hills I was going to say high heels but high hills okay Listeners how do you bring yourself to go uh How do you bring yourself to go on when the roof is caving in on you at the same time that the floor is falling out from under you and the walls are crashing in. Some situations are so complicated and overwhelming that we're tempted to just walk away and quit. However, we need to explore what God is up to and what he's trying to teach us in the midst of tough times. At pivotal moments like these, we shouldn't push away from God. We need to run to him in prayer. Amen. What a good word. In God's way, day by day, all over me. Psalm 145 verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are all over his works. Each of us has been crafted uniquely and specifically by God for his divine plan. To each of us, he has given talents and gifts that are important to the accomplishment of his purposes. No one area of giftedness is superior to others when the talent is developed at the highest level possible and is used for the glory of God. 
do what God has gifted you to do with your gift and keep a consistent effort. As you work your skill, you will develop your skill. And as you apply your skills to help others, you will be a big success in God's eyes. Amen. I love it. Stay right there. We've got more. And now from praying in his name. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and on the third day, he would be raised to life. Well, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the things of God, but merely human concerns. Listeners reflect on Matthew 16, verses 13 to 23. Praise God because his thoughts are higher than ours. Offer thanks for Christ's willingness to suffer. Confess any tendency to settle for less than what Christ desires for you. And ask God to give you his mind and heart. Having identified Jesus as the Christ, Peter recoiled the moment that Jesus spoke about suffering and death. How could the man on whom he had pinned his hope talk about defeat? How could the Messiah save Israel by lying in a grave? Peter can hardly be faulted for failing to realize that the way to victory would be down and not up and that the way to life would run straight through death. Amen. I wonder how many of us make Peter's mistake, even with the benefit of hindsight. We know that Jesus came to deliver us by dying on a cross and then rising from the dead. But do we realize that after having gone through such an extreme, that Christ is not about to let us settle for surface goods that we so ardently desire? We need to wonder about our own priorities. 
How much time do we spend thinking about quick fixes that would improve our life? How about a little more money? Or what if we could teach our children to respond to our every request with yes, whatever you say, mama. Or what if we could retire early and just travel the world? Wouldn't all these things make life better? Maybe or maybe not. Sometimes getting what you want is more of a curse than a blessing. Instead of success, we need to desire to endure a time of humility. Instead of controlling people, we need to learn how to guide them into greater maturity. Christ is always going to review and reveal new ways for us to serve him. God's purpose for your life. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. After we accept Jesus as our Savior, aspects of how we operate must change. However, we consider whether to make the changes He's asking of us, we may think, I thought this was natural the reality of how people function and what feels right. So see, we're continually tempted to remain trapped in our sins because we think it's how we're wired. Mm, mm, mm. What people fail to understand is that like every other man-made solution, those behaviors only dull the pain that we will feel temporarily because we don't reach down into the true source of hurt as Jesus can. So we ask Jesus, I will do as you say, please transform me and set me free. Amen. And remember the Bible is not old fashioned. The Bible is real, real time, real truth, and a real Savior. Amen. Thank you for coming to pray with me. I love this. I love praying with you every day. So please come back tomorrow and repeat the podcast if you need to. Hear some of these nuggets again and get them in your psyche. Have a blessed day. Bye for now.